Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Amber Bindle, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for God's increase. Almighty God, give us the increase of faith, hope, and love and that we may obtain what you have promised. Make us love what you command, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Today we're in John chapter 8. I'm going to be reading verses 30 through 47. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham, they answered him, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus responded, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in the house, hold forever, but a son does remain forever. So, if the son sets you free, you really will be free. I know you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no place among you. I speak what I have seen in the presence of the Father. So then, you do what you have heard from your father. Our father is Abraham, they replied. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus told them, you would do what Abraham did. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You're doing what your father does. We weren't born of sexual immorality, they said. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, because I came from God, and I am here. For I didn't come on my own, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I say? Because you cannot listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Who among you can convict me of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? The one who is from God listens to God's words. This is why you don't listen, because you are not from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on um, just this reading, there are a couple of things that stick out to me. First is an overall um, pursuit of the truth. Jesus is trying to make this super clear to the Jews that were following him, and he's going to delineate between the ones who are believing him 
and the ones who are not. And he's going to tell them the exact truth. And then he defines how we come to know this truth, to believe it, and how it sets us free. And then continues to uh, give definition to those who are not accepting him and not accepting the truth. So we need to really clearly define what truth is because Jesus is telling us the truth here. Truth is the absolute standard by which reality is measured. Not That's not our current cultural definition of truth. Our cultural definition of truth is whatever you choose to believe to be your truth. Um, but truth is God's viewpoint on every matter, and it is not subject to redefinition. Therefore, not just truth, but the knowledge then of truth is what brings deliverance. Like it says in verse 31, um, if you continue in my word, you are really my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So this knowing the truth, now we have the truth defined, um, but it's not just knowing as in I hear it and I believe something in my head. There is an abiding nature of the truth that brings freedom, the same freedom that he's defining here. So I'd like to define what um, what this abiding is. Uh, the word abide um, means something deeper than just being reading the word every once in a while. Um, there's a great definition I heard. It's welcoming it, welcoming the truth, God's word, being at home with it and living with it so continuously that it becomes part of the believer's life, a permanent influence and stimulus in every fresh advance in goodness and holiness. So it's this abiding nature, this working out. Um, if you think through like what a permanent influence, a stimulus of every, um, of every good endeavor you make, those things are very active and real in our life, in our day-to-day. It's going to shape most of our actions, most of our inclinations to, what, to why we do what we do. So I think it's really great to see what truth is, how do we cultivate truth, how do we believe it, how do we um, gain this freedom that it's talking about. And then another point I see is in verse 34. It says, Jesus responded, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you really will be free. Um, I think that that's really key to focus on here. Again, he's told us the truth. He's telling us who he is. And he's telling us how we can find freedom and defining who they are without him. um, Giving them very clear definitions of um, the household that they come from, that they're choosing not to believe him and those who choose to believe him. In light of all that, here are a couple of things I want us to think about where we find ourselves in this text. I think most of us that are listening into this abide are people who have believed these things to be true about Jesus. So this passage comes as refreshment and reminders of who we are In Christ, because of Jesus, these things are true. We have been set free. He has um, given us his righteousness. He has given us his household. Because of him, we are now co-heirs. We are also sons of God the Father. And because of that, we are kept safe forever. 
Um, so I think this is a really good reminder and um, encouragement to our hearts and just a reminder of, again, how he defines if we are his disciples, we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. I know as believers, we still struggle with the fact that we are still sinful. We have been covered. We are seen um, by the Father as sinless as Christ because he's given us his righteousness. But we still see our unrighteous acts and unrighteous sins, and we have to deal with that in this reality. So I think we can easily become discouraged that we are still fighting the things of the flesh and in bondage to a lot of sin. And the sin really comes down to a rooted unbelief in uh, lots of lots of shapes and fashions. So I want us to reflect this morning on where we find ourselves. Are we fighting things that we are in bondage to, whether that be the situation of our world how is that taking hold of our hearts and minds and leading us to not be free whether it's things inside um, your home and relationships where are we not finding freedom because that's what we have in christ we have been set free
Let's end our time together in prayer. Father, thank you so much for John chapter 8. Thank you for the words you speak that give us life, that remind our hearts, that remind our heads of the truth that you have come to offer life, life abundant, life found in you through abiding through the words that you give that are truth and life. We pray um, for our hearts to be refreshed and encouraged, our minds to think through and process where we find ourselves in bondage as still slaves to sin and free us, Lord, free us by your words. Holy Spirit, would you guide us and lead us into your kingdom today? By our lives and through our prayers, may your kingdom come.